91 murders in hip hop. That is the current number of artists who have been killed since 1997 when Scott LaRock was shot down in the Bronx and Takeoff was tragically taken from the world in 2022. 91 murders. We're in close to 50 of those murders remain unsolved by the police. Some are long running investigations and some of these cases have taken on mythical status where the narrative of who murdered who is now lost down a rabbit hole of internet conspiracy theories, YouTube misinformation videos, and social media sleuths who spread speculation and bullshit theories. The funny thing about the hip hop police is that they have done absolutely nothing as it relates to crime or murder. They have just existed for sexy storylines. DJ Scott LaRock, hip hop visionary, dedicated community leader. All he wanted to do is produce peace for people. But standing by his friends, wrong place at the wrong time, leads him to a dangerous evening, making LaRock the first hip hop murderer. Go to the hospital, man, they shot him. So what they do? They get Big L. It's just fucked up that <clears throat> you would kill a person like Big L, which heard, is a good person, is a good role model, somebody that was about to be something, because you mad that his brother, you know his brother's gonna come on one day, but you know the name, the, 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 how the street game go. If I can't get you, I'm gonna get your brother, your cut somebody that you love, I'm gonna mm -hmm. get you. We begin with a fatal shooting of a rap music legend. The shooting tonight in a recording studio in Queens, taking the life of the man known as Jam Master J, his real name, Jason Mizell, one of the founders of the groundbreaking rap group Run DMC. Well, tonight, according to sources close to this investigation, a 37-year-old Jason Mizell, Jam Master Jay, was working in a recording studio here in Jamaica. He and a 25-year-old male Hispanic were relaxing in a lounge near the studio when a man walked into the studio, gun drawn, and opened fire. Mizell was struck once in the head and killed instantly. Another, the other man was seriously injured, shot once in the chest. Police have no one yet in custody. The scary thing is, is that when I released the Rap Sheet documentary in 2006, my initial thoughts were that police departments would disband these units. There really was no reason for these guys to have surveillance units in different cities watching hip-hop superstars. Let's be clear, in 2006, hip-hop was a global business, a global billion-dollar business many times over. But today, in 2023, just taken over popular culture. It is the culture. Jay-Z, Dre, Puffy, these guys are billionaires. 50 Cent is a television mogul. Yet, they were all in this police surveillance book. Seems ridiculous. The music industry is worth an estimated 15 billion. This includes money from recorded music sales, live music concerts, and music streaming services. The industry has seen a decline in recent years due to the rise of digital music and piracy. However, the industry is still worth a considerable amount of money. Music is estimated to be worth over 50 billion, approximately 64 billion, in the global market. Recently, I was approached by a young journalist at the New York Post who had done some investigative work into the so-called new and improved version of the hip hop police. And if they still existed in the NYPD, come to find out they did. There was a new surveillance book. 
there was a new justification, and that was the emergence of drill rap. I had no idea what drill rapping was, but I called my son, and he sent me some videos, and it is alarming. A gritty form of rap with songs and viral dances made to celebrate local murders. The violence is infused in the music. Two drill rappers have been murdered in New York City so far this month. The story of 18-year-old Jaquan McKinley, known as C-High, brought Mayor Eric Adams to tears Thursday. The story of Jaquan breaks my heart. His story tests my spirit. McKinley was shot and killed, leaving a recording studio in Bed-Stuy Sunday morning. On February 1st, 22-year-old Tajay Dobson, known as T.Wu, was killed in a drive-by shooting in Canarsie, just hours after securing a record deal. There have been lately a number of shootings of known rappers, some very known with good careers uh, right in front of them. So 17 years later, a case can be made, the hip-hop police still exist. And they exist not just in New York City, they're in other cities, some form or fashion. With these new units and with the new ultra-violent lyrics of drill music, is there now a case that you need investigators, intel experts, and social media sleuths that can understand the politics of drill music? and how individual gangs and cliques cause violence in dangerous neighborhoods in American cities. It is now an interesting construct. When I was trying to put these pieces together, it seemed like the gangsters had more of a street code. They were Robin Hood-esque. They were figures that lived by death before dishonor. Unfortunately, in cities like Chicago, Jacksonville, New York, LA, there's a new hierarchy on the streets with no organization. You can have powerful cliques who claim a neighborhood. In Chicago, small gangs are different from one block to the next with no allegiance to anything but overzealous violence and clout on social media. Wild shootouts in the middle of the day with no regard for children or anyone else. No one on either side thought twice about shooting at a rival on a busy street. It did not matter that it was the middle of the day or that small children were present. They fired their guns. Bystanders be damned. Authorities say the rival gang members are subsets of the Crips gang and have been terrorizing Woodside houses and Astoria houses in Queens. 23 total subjects. Of those 23 subjects, 18 have been arrested for a shooting-related in incident or are being charged with a shooting-related incident on at least one occasion. And as the mayor noted earlier, eight of the 23 have allegedly fired a gun more than once. Simply put, these subjects are the alphas of the gangs, the gang's most threatening members, that small group of individuals that have no problem shamelessly firing guns. The mayor also putting blame on social media for escalating the gang violence. Those who are using social media to taunt each other and using a, a version of drill music, and it's not saying all drill music, and I want to be clear on that, but using a version of drill mu music to taunt and turn into violence. The violence of today is promoted on Instagram pages, TikTok, where an artist flash wads of cash, hold weapons of war with extended clips or switches. 
that allow a weapon to spray a block with hundreds of rounds. Wherein the hip-hop gangsters of the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s wanted to move in silence, these days the young gangsters want to be profiled on websites like Chiracology, Academics, Adam22, or Worldstar. There was a young kid in Chicago named Rondo Number no. 9 who became a social media hip-hop celebrity on how many kills he had on the south side of Chicago. In one famous clip, he had acquired a military-grade bazooka that he posed with for a picture. Rondo Number no. 9 was one of the most talked-about rappers back in the 2012-2014 Chicago drill era of hip-hop. With songs such as Hang With Me and Ride featuring Lil Durk, receiving millions of views on YouTube. Rondo's biggest song, Play For Keeps, which featured his best friend L.A. Capone, rest in peace, has over 37 million views at the time of this recording, and is still one of the best songs to ever come out of Chicago. I also think it's worth noting that a lot of people online think that a huge part of 6 ix style of rapping was heavily influenced by Rondo No. 9's loud and almost yelling type of flow. Overall, Rondo No. 9 was expected to be up there with the Chicago rap legends for years to come, but after making one bad decision, his life changed forever, with Rondo currently facing one incredibly long prison sentence. Spend any time inside a modern police department's homicide unit and you could see older detectives throw their hands up in frustration as their lack of knowledge of Instagram, TikTok, even Facebook prevents them from solving murders with evidence in plain sight. Inside the Chicago Police Department, I've heard they are contemplating bringing in internet sleuths to work side by side with homicide detectives to help them connect the dots inside the posting on social media. Again, clues to murders placed online with a brazenness not seen since Billy the Kid. Put that into perspective. Murders, violence, gang war, playing out in the public forum for internet clout. Clout in the form of notoriety. And I will say that the social media part of it, yes, the clout chasing, yeah, it exactly let me wave, wave yeah. my gun, let me threaten yeah. you. You know, our show Hip Hop Homicides, which premiered on WeTV, NBA Youngboy, we did an episode on King Von. Mm -hmm. King Von and NBA Youngboy was going back and forth on the internet live, like they're yeah. internet beefing live. Right. And so that internet beef literally affected their situation for somebody for sure. who did murder. For sure. It, you know, it, it was a different things that happened yeah. to get to that place, but yeah. he ends up punching a guy. Yeah. That guy, the other guy shoots him. You know what yeah. I mean? It kills him. That, the, but the internet was the basis. Mo3, another artist that we did in Dallas. He was beefing back and forth with some guys in Texas, mm -hmm. and I think he might have posted a video of him and one of the guys' baby mamas yep. with his kids' yep. chains on. The, mm -hmm. the guys, you know, kids had mm -hmm. Mo3's chains on, and homeboy wasn't. We wasn't having that, right? And he tracked him and shot him down in yep. the middle of the, the day on the freeway. Yeah, all traced back to social media. Exactly, real shit. What is the future of the relationship of hip hop and the cops? As trends are telling us, the new generation of artists are not running away from an allegiance to the streets. And as a country, gun violence is on the rise across the board. It's a heady mix. The rise of drill rap, again, is just a symptom of a larger societal issue that we face as a country. With the death of George Floyd, 
It seemed like we could have had a major shift in conscious around policing, mass incarceration, all the issues that have existed since the drug war in the early 80s with little reform. But our news feeds bring us the video beating and death of Tyree Nichols by members of what the Memphis Police Department called the Scorpion Unit, a supposed elite unit that targeted high crime areas and did proactive policing. The Scorpion Unit, the Hip Hop Police, the Jump Out Boys, Gang Task Forces, the Gun Trace Task Force in Baltimore. These cops are supposed to be the best of the best, elite police minds. Yet, this is where we have found the extortion of drug dealers, planting of evidence, and sheer lawlessness. Some of the Memphis police officers facing second-degree murder charges related to the brutal killing of Tyree Nichols were members of the city's so-called Scorpion Unit. An attorney for the Nichols family says the city should immediately disband that group. CNN's Brian Todd is looking into the controversial unit for us. He's getting new information. What are you learning, Brian? Right. Well, if this unit has not been in existence for very long, but already has a history of controversy. And tonight, the attorneys for Tyree Nichols' family calling on the police chief to take the swiftest, most decisive action against that unit. Crime is crime. Violence is violence. But the entrenched world of old school policing needs a facelift. It needs a new perspective. And not the old guard who have been police consultants with old tricks and racist dog whistles. The same guys who created software like CompStat and Stop and Frisk. No citizen inside any American city should feel violence is taking over their neighborhood. But American police brass can't seem to figure this out. I have a novel idea, and it is a correlation of how, as citizens, we look at Navy SEALs as heroes, guys who are vetted, trained, and groomed for excellence. Shouldn't we demand extensive background checks, training, and a standard of intelligence to be able to join one of these elite police units in any city? Approachery model is tactical training for the warrior mindset. Everything comes down to how much sweat, how much hard work you're putting into the preparation for that moment and you're gonna have to fight for your life. Warrior training has become a sort of a catch-all for a type of training that tries to emphasize this idea that police officers need to tap into their kind of inner warrior, their inner survival instinct. And it essentially instructs officers to treat every individual that they interact with as a potential threat. And the downside of that is that cops are sort of trained to escalate rather than de-escalate situations. Throughout this journey of reporting, interviewing, and spending most of my career hunting down these stories of hip-hop and law enforcement, it's hard to take a strong opinion on anything. In the gray areas of morality, free speech, civil rights issues, and sheer racism plays a role and stance into all of these issues. Like Chuck D famously said, hip-hop is just the CNN of the inner city, reporting, critiquing, writing stories from a windowsill, like Nas did in Queensbridge when he wrote his first album, Illmatic. But all too often, what you see today in some artists is this need 
to not write about the violence and drugs and weapons. It is to actually pick up a weapon, sell drugs, become what they write about, become the fantasy. And over and over, a few times each year, we hear a tragic story. Nipsey Hussle, Takeoff, PNB Rock, Jay the Youngin, Drakeo the Ruler, gone due to senseless American born and bred violence. I ain't, I ain't exaggerating at all, man. That's real, son. That's real, yo. I ain't exaggerating at all, man. The more money you make, the more problems you get. And jealousy and envy is just something that comes with the territory, man. A lot of people, it's just negative energy, like my man Puff say. It just surrounds you. It makes you depressed, you know? So I got to rap about it. And that's one of the bad things about the game is when you get large, even your friends are turning against you, man. That's how real it is. I think somebody's trying to kill me. I'll be waking up paranoid. I'll be really scared. I'll just be paranoid. <laughs> That's just the way I am. You know. <laughs> you be seeing me. Scared to death. 